Welcome back, friends. We're going to continue our Cutting Through the Noise podcast series. We're going to be in James chapter number one and see what we can learn this morning on the subject of prayer. We'll be with you in just a moment. All right, James chapter number one. Again, practical truths from the book of James is what we're thinking about this series. Again, the topic this morning is the subject of prayer. James chapter number one, again, we'll begin to read. It says, James, the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Again, we spent some time studying this passage of Scripture. And now we're up to verse number 5. And this is where we're going to turn our uh, uh, minds to the subject of prayer. Again, the context is during trials and tribulations and uncertainties of life. James uh, has a solution for that. Again, uh, James is the penman. God's the author. And so God wanted us to know in times of tribulations what we need to be doing. And that's what we find in verse number 5. Notice with me, if you would, what the Bible says. It says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, Nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Let's pray and we'll get started. Father, again, I pray you'll help us this morning. Understand one of the greatest assets that we have is the opportunity of prayer. And not just the opportunity, but the possibility of prayer. Pray you'll lead God direct. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, we've just got a couple of points for you this morning to consider. Again, in our text, James gives us some practical instructions and encouragements about prayer. Uh, If we were to break this down and put some points to it, one of the first things we would look at, again, would just be the problem. Notice what it says. If any of you lack wisdom... Let him ask of God. You know, our lack prompts prayer. Prayer can include praise as well as petition, but the emphasis here is asking because there is a need of or a lack of understanding. I don't know about you, the days and times in which we live, uh, some things are just not real clear. And James says, hey, listen, when things are not clear, when trials, tribulations, situations come our way, one of the first things, one of the main things we need to do is pray. Again, uh, this need for wisdom has to do with our limited understanding in our trials, testings, and troubles. We don't know everything, but I'm thankful that God does. It's important for us to understand our circumstances. We say, well, why is it so important? Because they, the circumstances, are being used of God 
uh, God is either directing or correcting us so that we may understand His plans and purposes for our lives. I thought of the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter number 16. I'm going to share a couple of verses with you from Acts 16. Verse number, let's see here, uh, verses number 6 and 7, and possibly even verse number 9. Again, the Apostle Paul is, uh, I think, one of the greatest products of the local New Testament church, and and here the Apostle Paul's wanting to do the will of the Lord and, and wanting to figure out God's plan for his life. And the Bible says in verse number 6, Now when they had gone through out Phrygia and the region of uh, Galatia and, for, was, now excuse me, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost uh, to preach the word in Asia. And I want to pause there. Boy, if you're a preacher and for whatever reason God's not allowing you to preach, that can be a very frustrating time. That can be a trying time. Then verse 7, After they were come to Mysia, they say to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they passing by Mysia came down to Troas. Troas is an interesting city. Again, it's on the Aegean Sea. Really, it's the end of the road. Uh, if you want to study that out, that word Troas has to do with being bored through or penetrated. Again, Paul preached his way or had a desire to preach his way throughout that country, and every time he wanted to go a particular direction, God said, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. And really, if we were to think about it like this, Paul really came to the end of the road. It wasn't just the end of the road. It was the end of himself. Boy, sometimes God has to get us to the ends of ourself before we can begin to hear from God. Now think about it. Uh, Paul didn't get discouraged. Paul didn't quit. He didn't pout. As he got to this place in his life and in his walk, it was after he got here that God began to give him some answers for life. Verse number 9 says, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Well, I tell you what, that's a great revelation when you figure out what the Lord is doing. Uh, we live in a day and time where we have lots of uncertainties, and uh, I think one of the problems that could face the believer today is the problem of lack of prayer. And not just lack of prayer, but lack of wisdom. And so, on the subject of prayer, we know, number one, the problem. If any of you lack wisdom, I don't know about you, even when I know what's going on, I still lack wisdom. So we see the problem. Next, let's notice the prayer. The Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, notice, let him ask of God. How do we ask God? Well, we have to pray. There's two things to be noticed about this. And number one is the person. Uh, see what the Bible says. Notice this. Let him ask of who? Let him ask of God. Boy, I'm glad we have a person to go to. And the person is the mediator of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he gives us access to the throne of God. You know, to the believer, this exhortation uh, seems unneeded. But we know there are many who do not really know how to pray to God. You say, well, why would you say that? Think about it. You know, there are people that pray to Mary, and there are other folks that may pray to saints, even statues. We mentioned in the last podcast, Paul was passing through a region, through an area, and found a statue, and then the inscription on the statue said, uh, uh, to the unknown God. 
You know, many in this day and time think that the government is the only source of help in time of need. Well, I'm thankful we have a good government. I'm thankful we have the president that we have, and I'm thankful that they're doing their best uh, to try to take care of the situation. But I'm, I'm just here to encourage us this morning. Hey, listen, our petitions should be made known to God. We ought to pray for our leaders. We ought to pray for our president and those on uh, of that level and state and local officials. We need to pray for them. Why? Because they need to hear from God also. You know, no one has promised to meet our needs like our God. No one's promised to never leave us like our God. And no one can give us wisdom that we need like our God. So we see the person, let him ask of God. And then notice also the product. If any of you lack wisdom, the product of the petition is wisdom. It's not wealth or not some temporal need. You know, it's not wrong to pray for needs, but we need to put a priority on wisdom. Think about it. If you were to go uh, to many local churches today and attend a prayer meeting and, and just begin to listen to the requests, and I'm not saying these are right or wrong or bad or good, a lot of typical re requests are going to go something like this. Uh, pray for my friend they're sick, or, or, or pray for my job, or, or pray for this. Again, a lot of physical things, and I'm not saying that's, that's bad. We need physical things. But you know... Right now, with COVID-19, we need more than physical things. We need, we need a word from heaven. You know, right now, God has us, not just in America, not, not just in North America, God has us in a place where our prayers are different worldwide. You know, there are many prayer meetings going on in our nation today, and even in our state and I'm sure that there's some prayer meetings going on around the world. Hey, there's conference call meetings. I've listened in on some of those, and, and I think it's a blessing. Hey, there's social groups now that are praying. There's Facebook groups now that are praying, and, and folks are praying like they never have before. And what they're saying is, God, we need you. And, and, and we're saying, God, I need you. Why? Because we're not sure. The trials and the tribulations have brought us to a place that I think we find even possibly in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 14. The Bible says, if my people... So we know that this is talking about God's people. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Notice what it says. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. I think God is doing something for us today. He's not doing something to us. He's doing something for us. And what He's doing, He's causing us to turn to Him. So we looked at the problem. We, we looked at the prayer. The next thing let's look at this morning is this. Let's look at the promise. The Bible tells us, notice what it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men, I'm glad it's all, liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Boy, isn't that good? We see the promise, God giveth, uh, giveth to all men and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So there's many things we can learn about God, but, but, but let me give you one this morning. Well, a couple. Number one is God is generous. Giveth to all men liberally. You know... Uh, 
Boy, I tell you what, God is so good to us. Uh, we just don't deserve anything, and I'm glad God is generous. Psalms chapter number 68, verse number 19. The Bible says, Blessed be the Lord, listen, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. You know, God is willing every day to give something to us. And He's generous in His giving. Matthew chapter number 7, verse number 11, New Testament. The Bible says, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, I underline these words, How much more shall your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask Him? Have you asked God for anything today? Hey, did you ask Him for anything yesterday? Hey, listen, let's ask Him for things. Why? Because God is generous. Not only is God generous, we learn also, it says, upbraideth not. God is gracious. You know, I'm thankful that God doesn't rebuke us. God doesn't scold us. God doesn't grow weary and, and, and God doesn't grow tired of us asking and speaking to Him. It's almost like a child going to his dad and asking his father for something. You know, I, I hate to tell you this morning, embarrassed to tell you, you know, there's been times I'm sure I failed my kids. They've come to me and, and needed my attention, and, and uh, not just my attention, but probably needed something, and I was too busy. You know, God is never too busy for us. God doesn't, again, He doesn't upbraid us. He doesn't say, go away, come back later. In fact, God invites us to pray. Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 16. The Bible says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, have you ever had that one person that they never show up unless they need something? Listen, God knows that we need something every day. And the Bible tells us that we should come boldly unto the throne of grace. Why? That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God said if you need something, come. So God is generous. God is gracious. And then the last thing about God this morning, notice this. God is also giving. It shall be given Him. Boy, this is a wonderful promise, isn't it? We can petition God for wisdom and He will give it to us. God is a giver. We know this. We know John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He what? That He gave. God is generous, God is gracious, and God is giving. Amen? You know, the wisdom that we give from God, or get from God is really, it's going to have three distinct characteristics. Number one, the wisdom that we get from God is going to be practical. It's going to be practical. Wisdom from God relates to life even during the most trying times. And because it's practical, it's practicable. We can do what God instructs us to do. Not only is it practical, but listen, the wisdom that we get from God is divine. God's wisdom goes beyond common sense. Boy, we like to put a pencil to thing and two plus two equals four. But you cannot put a pencil to God. Lester Olaf said, be careful. If you put a pencil to God, He might put a pencil to you. So God's wisdom goes beyond common sense. It results in the ability to know and to see right from wrong. So God's wisdom, it's practical, it's divine, and then something else that's Christ-like. You know, asking for wisdom is ultimately asking and seeking for the mind of Christ. Isn't that what Paul tells us? 
in the book of Philippians that this mind might be in, be in you. Boy, if we get the mind of Christ, things will be better. And then last thing this morning, I want us to notice the protocol. There's a condition. Look at verses 6, 7, and 8 if you would. The Bible tells us in verse number 6, "...but let him ask in faith, not, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed." Let him not uh, uh, let uh, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Listen, I just outlined this real, real quick. Hey, listen, the protocol, the condition that God puts on uh, uh, on prayer is this: Number one, we must exercise faith. Why? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And and not only do we need to exercise some faith, we need to rest in the assurance that God hears and God will give. And so many of us today, including myself, the Bible talks about a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. A double-minded man really is a two-spirited man. Yes, we want the things of God, but also we would like to have the things of the world. Hey, listen, God takes us and brings us to places in our lives many times where the things of the world simply don't matter. Uh, the things of the world are just not important. And, we're, and, and we get to a place and situation time in our life that we're willing to push all of that aside and really to focus our attention on God. I'd like to share a story with you this morning. Many years ago, we were in Canada and had an opportunity to uh, plant a church and and God uh, really gave us a church building. Uh, somebody asked me one day, they said, so why do, you, why do you know this building that you're getting is from God? And I wasn't sure how to respond to that, but after processing for a while and thinking about it, uh, I have an answer. Number one, I knew it was from God because I was exercising faith. I was asking God for something that only God could give. And then number two, uh, why do I know that building? How do I know that God wanted me to have it? Well, number two is this. I asked Him for it. I was living by faith, exercising faith, asking God for needs and for wisdom, and God granted that. Hey, this morning, let's exercise some faith. Let's spend some time talking to our Heavenly Father. And we know the problem. We have not because we ask not. But we also know that we need to pray. And then we have these precious promises, and God said, here's the protocol. Ask in faith. Don't be like a wave of the sea, tossed to and fro and back and forth, back and forth. Have some stability. Be steadfast. Have some assurance that I can take care of the need today. Uh, let's pray. Father, again, we love you. Meet the needs, please. I pray you'll bless your word. Something read or said will be a help. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.